Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. Yes, two verses, but uh, I think there is a lot in there. There's a lot, uh, lot to unpack. Um, yeah, as we've already seen, we're dipping into the book of Hebrews today. Um, and uh, the book of Hebrews is all about Jesus. I guess all books in the Bible are about Jesus. But this is especially about how Jesus uh, is best, the book of Hebrews. And Christmas is close. It's uh, six days away. I'm not sure if that gives you anxiety or if that uh, gets you excited, but Christmas is close. Uh, and we celebrate the birth of Jesus, but why? Why do we celebrate the birth of some guy uh, 2,000 years ago? Well, uh, I think as we look into this passage today, we'll see why. Uh, before we go any further, let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we continue to dwell on the words we just read, Lord, help us to know and love you more. We want to know you in a, in a deep and relational sense. So please uh, reveal your heart to us, Lord. Amen. I'm not always the best at executing good plans. Uh, I've been quite known to fail at um, many of my plans. Uh, mostly comes down to either poor management or I don't think through my plans carefully enough. Um, I'm always that person that might go away for a few nights and forget my towel or, um, or my sleeping bag. I might go out on a cold day and just leave my jacket or my jumper at home. But I'm especially reminded of my poor planning skills every year at Christmas. Uh, just yesterday, I realised I still hadn't bought some presents, and so I headed down to Harbour Town. And uh, I have to admit, I'm not a big fan of shopping at the best of times, but Christmas time, uh, it just freaks me out even more. There's so many people. Um, The shops were packed. I had to park a million miles away. Uh, Took me ages to find what I was looking for because in the store that I wanted to go to, it was packed. And so, like, I had to push through all these people to kind of look through what, uh, look for what I needed. And and after the kind of just emotional and physical stress of the whole thing, I thought the same thing that I think every year. I think next year I'll start my Christmas shopping earlier. Uh, of course, Christmas isn't all about presents, though, is it, or, or stress. Uh, it's about celebrating the birth of Jesus. Uh, like I said before, we celebrate this child born in the Middle East in a barn uh, 2,000 years ago. But why? Why do we celebrate this? Well, we celebrate the birth of Jesus because Jesus is God himself come down to earth as a human, come down to earth as a man. And the fact that Jesus came down to earth as, as a man is really significant. And it was always a part of God's plan for humanity. God's plan for humanity wasn't a bungled, foolish plan like the plans that I have. Uh, God was very intentional about his plans to send Jesus uh, and about Jesus being made flesh for our sake. Uh, this passage that we just read helps us to consider what part the humanity of Jesus had to play in God's plan for us. Why did Jesus need to be human? Why did Jesus need to be human? Well, the first reason that we see in uh, the book of Hebrews and in in these two verses uh, is found in verse 17. We find that Jesus needed to be human so that he could suffer in our place. He suffered for us. Jesus suffered for us. And it says this in verse 17 got your Bibles, keep them open, read along. It says this, 
For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way. Made like them, referring to, if you look at the verse before, talking about Abraham's descendants, so God's people. He had to be made like God's people, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. So Jesus had to be human to be a high priest and an atoning sacrifice. They're big words, so let's unpack that a little bit. In the Old Testament law, the the high priest brought sacrifices to God on behalf of the people. And the role of this was to make atonement for the sins of the people, to make things right again. And later on in the book of Hebrews, it says, uh, every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. So high priests were people uh, who represented God's people uh, before God, and these people offered gifts and sacrifices for the sins of the people. The high priest's job was really important. The high priest was to bridge the gap between uh, a sinful people and a holy and good uh, God. The priest would offer sacrifices to make atonement. That word atonement means to turn God's anger away at a price. And in the Old Testament, uh, atonement was to be made through the sacrifice of animals. But to understand all this, we kind of need to start at the very beginning. And we need to remember that God created the world and he created us. Now, But as people, we've turned away from God. All of us, all of us here, we've turned away from God. All people have turned away from God. We've chosen to live however we've wanted to live ignoring our good God. And because people have turned away from God, uh, the punishment for them is, was to be cast away from God, who gives life. The punishment for sin is and was death. If we want nothing to do with God, God allows us to have nothing to do with him. But he is the sustainer of life. He created life, he gives us life, and he sustains life. So eventually a time will come where God will no longer sustain the life he has given us. But God is gracious. He doesn't just smite people, but rather he gives them opportunity to come to God and make things right. So animal sacrifices were an opportunity for God's people to do that. Uh, But an animal wasn't the equivalent to a human, and so the sacrifices of animals fell short of what was needed uh, to pay the price for humanity's sin. So there needed to be a better high priest and a better sacrifice. And so Jesus, uh, God himself made a man, came down to earth to be our perfect high priest. And instead of offering up an animal, he offered up himself as a sacrifice. He came and died that we might be saved from sin and death and given life in him. That we might be reunited with God who gives and sustains life. Jesus, who was perfect, who never sinned, died so that we don't have to face the punishment for our sin. We've all rejected God. We've all chosen to live our own way. That is what sin is. And that has put a barrier between us and God. But through Jesus' death, that barrier is no longer there. It's gone if we trust in Jesus. That's why it's so important that Jesus became human. That's why Christmas is so exciting. God became flesh so that we could be reconciled to God, so that we could know God. 
In the Old Testament, priests, the high priest had to uh, sacrifice uh, for the sins of the people every day. But Jesus uh, died once and for all, for all sin. Why would Jesus do this? Why would Jesus uh, come down to earth as a human? He, he lived with God. He, he lived a, a great life. But he came down into our mess. Why would he do this? Because he loves us. We're all prone to rejecting God and forgetting about him. And we're all destined to eternal death. But Jesus loves us so much that he suffered and died uh, for us. He suffered and died that we might come into relationship with our good God. Jesus is full of mercy and compassion. He's full of grace and he offers forgiveness to all people who come to him so that we can have eternal life. The famous author C.S. Lewis, he, he writes, The Son of God became human so that humans could become sons and daughters of God. The Son of God became human so that other humans could become sons and daughters of God. And he's right. The Lord Jesus, through the Lord Jesus, we can enter into God's family when we place our trust in him. If you feel disconnected from God, if you are disconnected from God, the invitation for a relationship with him is right here, found in Jesus. Uh, I think the temptation for us is sometimes we, we think, oh, I, I'm too sinful for God, or I need to sort my life out, or I need to be a better person. But we don't need to do anything. That's the good news of the gospel. Good works aren't going to help us with our relationship with God. Here we learn everything we need to be in a good relationship with God has been achieved through Jesus because of what he did coming to earth as a man. So what are we to do? Well, it's pretty simple. We can just come to Jesus. We have to approach him. And when we talk to him and say sorry for our sin, we can know that he will graciously forgive us for our sin. He will bring us into relationship with God and... For us, that just means we need to do that. We need to talk to him. He's reaching out and asking us to come to him. And so whether you've been a believer for a long time, or if this is the first time that you've heard it, this is something we always need to be doing, coming back to Jesus as our saviour. But there's a surprising twist to all this, I think. Uh, Jesus becoming human wasn't just to fulfil a task, but it was actually to know and... Uh, love us better relationally. God's plan through Jesus was to bring us closer to him by removing the barrier of sin, but also it was to understand us and help us better. Through everything that Jesus went through during his time on earth, he empathizes with us. Jesus empathizes with us. Uh, read with me in verse 18. It says this, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Jesus faced significant suffering uh, when he died on the cross. Jesus was an innocent man. We know this, of course, because he is God himself. He can't sin. But also, we know this because if we read in the Gospels, we'll read Pontius Pilate, a Roman leader at the time, when the Jewish leaders tried to accuse Jesus and uh, send him to die... Uh, Pontius Pilate said, I've examined him, I've looked at him uh, in your presence and i found that there's no basis for the charges against him. And even Herod uh, said, 
He's done nothing to deserve death. Jesus was innocent. But under the pressure of the Jewish leaders and all the people, Jesus was sent to unjustly die. Jesus faced the emotional stress of his closest friends deserting him, saying, no, I don't know who that is. Uh, He faced the emotional stress of the entire Jewish community, a community in which Jesus loved, hating him. He was mocked and spat on. He faced the physical pain of being whipped and beaten, nailed and hung on a cross, left to suffocate. And Jesus faced the spiritual trauma of facing the wrath of God. And Jesus was tempted in every way like we are. He was tempted to give up on the mission that he was called to when when Satan uh, actually asked Jesus to submit to him instead of God. But Jesus resisted temptation, was obedient to God at all times. Even in extreme suffering and temptation, Jesus remained sinless. He committed no sin, no deceit was found in his mouth. When people hurled insults at him, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to God the Father. All this matters for a reason. Jesus faced suffering and temptation without sin so that he would be able to help us. So that he would be able to help us when we suffer and when we are tempted. Through everything that Jesus has done, God has come close to us. And he understands us intimately because he has experienced what we have experienced here on earth. Jesus knows what it's like to suffer. He knows what it's like to be tempted. But the difference between us and Jesus is is that when we suffer and we're tempted, our inclination is to move away from God. But Jesus' inclination is to submit to the will of God. Through his experience, he is fully able to help us as flawed human beings. I was talking to um, someone maybe two weeks ago who's been doing a bit of landscaping in uh, for work. And he was telling me how hard it's been lately now that summer's come around, it's really hot and humid. Um, and uh, I, I tried to empathise with him. I was like, oh yeah, I've done a bit of work out in the yard before. I know what it's like to kind of work in the hot sun. But I also felt like a bit of a fraud because I don't actually know what it's like to work five days a week in the boiling hot Queensland summer. And so I was like, yeah, I kind of get it, but yeah, that would be unimaginably hard. Like I, don't, I can't even, even empathise with that in any single sense. Um, most of the work that I do can be done in the comfort of air conditioning. Um, but uh, I think sometimes we can think of God like that. We can think God's this guy who's distant and far off, who doesn't understand us. Uh, Jesus, uh, God doesn't know what it's like to be us in any sense. But God can empathise with us. Jesus can empathise with us because he has come down to earth. He has suffered. He has been tempted like we are. Jesus can empathise with us in a real and true sense. I remember complaining to this guy once how um, tired I felt after staying up too late, hanging out with a friend for his birthday. And he said to me, Tim, I've just had a baby and I got two hours sleep last night and you don't understand tiredness until you've had um, a baby. And at the time I thought, yeah, yeah, come on. Can't be that hard. But now that I've had a baby, I know what that's like. I'm like, oh, yeah, 
it is really tiring. Like, I kind of feel bad that I complained at the time and kind of brushed him off. Jesus came down to earth. He experienced what we experienced so that he can know and understand us well, so that he could properly empathize with us and know us. This passage says, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. When we go through hard times in our lives, it's really easy to to drop God and pursue other things. But like I said before, Jesus suffered greatly and unjustly and was tempted not to uh, follow through on the mission he was given by his Father, but he did follow through on it. And he submitted to God the Father in everything. And because of this, he is able to help us when we're tempted too. But how? Well, the fact that Jesus knows what it's like to be us means that he has the appropriate compassion and mercy for us, knowing our experience. And what I mean by that is, Jesus knowing what it's like to be tempted and to suffer and to struggle uh, means that um, uh, coming along with that, when Jesus died in our place, the motivation for him dying for us came from a place of real, genuine mercy and compassion. He knew our struggles firsthand. And after he died and rose from the dead, he continued and continues uh, to offer the gift of salvation, the gift of relationship with God, to all people who come to him with love and grace because he knows what it's like to be us. I think there's two really big things we learn from knowing that Jesus empathizes with us. And the first thing is that we can come to Jesus knowing that he understands us and knowing that he knows what it's like to be us in a real sense. Don't misunderstand God as being distant and far away. But know that God has come close to us. He knows us deeply because Jesus has experienced life with us on earth. So when you approach Jesus, when you're suffering or feeling the weight of temptation... Know that Jesus knows what that is like. Knowing this will change the posture in which we pray. We don't need to come to God having to explain temptation uh, and suffering to him as if he doesn't understand. But when there are times where we can only muster a few words because we're feeling so crushed, we can know that Jesus is listening with empathetic and real compassion. Secondly, As we struggle with temptation, Jesus can genuinely help us with a spirit of mercy and compassion Uh, because Jesus' role in representing and dying in our place uh, is ultimately the way that Jesus helps us. Jesus helps us not by just making our lives better or helping us to be better people, but he ultimately fixes the problem of sin for us once and for all. He sees that we have struggles. He has felt those struggles himself. And for those of us that trust in Jesus, a time will come when suffering and temptation will no longer be a reality for us. And faith in Jesus will come with the reward of being with God forever because of Jesus' mercy and grace. So here we are. We're a week away from Christmas uh, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus And we celebrate the birth of Jesus because Jesus is God with us. He's come near to us. And when Jesus was born, God came down to earth in the flesh. 
But why? Why did Jesus need to be human? Well, only by Jesus being a perfect human could Jesus suffer for us. Jesus could only take our sin away by dying in our place as a man. Only through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus can we be free from death and have eternal life with God. Only through Jesus' humanity could Jesus properly represent us. But more than what Jesus has done for us, he is still continuing to empathise with us. In his suffering and temptation, Jesus knows us because he has experienced what it's like to be us. We can come to God knowing that he understands us and come to Jesus knowing that in the mess of our lives, he can genuinely help us with compassion and mercy. So this Christmas, I hope you see Jesus more than just a cute little baby nestled in a manger, but rather as God himself, who came down to earth as a man to come near to us and bring people into his family. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you are not distant and far away. Lord, thank you that you came near to us so that we could come close to you. Thank you, Lord, that you know us intimately. Thank you for the compassion and mercy that you have shown us through Jesus. With the knowledge that we have, help us to approach you freely with a sense of your kindness and grace. In Jesus' name, amen.